0: Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallops.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. Five.
1: In the dust, dust, dust. Hey
2: yourself, you know it's a must. Gonna have a friend in Jesus. So
0: you know
1: that when you die, it's gonna recommend you to the spirit in the sky. Whoa. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. The following program contains inconvenient truth and controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Radio from the heart of America now.
1: And now, the Commander-in-Chief is back. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All
3: right, folks, it's good to be with you this Friday afternoon. We are broadcasting live, of course, from the ADX Communication Group Broadcast Studios. And many of you will be listening Sunday evening to this show. So welcome to our Sunday evening audience as well on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM. On your radio dial. I love saying that. That's that old-fashioned thing. On your radio dial. But, of course, both of those stations have live streams. And you can find the live streams to this show as well as 1620 AM, 92.3 FM, at my website. You can find them all over the place. They all have their own websites as well. But you can find them all in one place at the top of my website, carlgallops.com. So, for those of you on Sunday evening, hello. For those of you listening right now, live this Friday afternoon... Hello and thank you so much for being a part of the show. My world-famous producer Peter Laser is in the house making everything work. We've got Mike Shoesmith coming up a little bit later on as well as Brandon Big B, a lot of news in the in the in, in the headlines and a lot of stories we want to get to. Let me just start with this one that uh broke today. Um I'm reading it to you now. It's from a pro-family activism site, a conservative news site called massresistance.org. Uh, many of you probably are familiar with him, since most of our listeners are are fairly conservative, I would think. But uh, this story broke today. This is boy, this is um, <laughs> this makes this is, this makes for several teachable moments. So the title is: After getting huge money from transgender lobby, Texas Republican leaders derail bills to ban sex change procedures on children in fact their headline says to ban gruesome sex change procedures on children and you know i've got to agree with that there are medical conditions and we all know this or we should know this i've talked about it many times here and many of you maybe knew it before i did but there there are there are a couple of legitimate medical procedures for legitimate Uh, We would call them birth defects, and it is uh, very, very discouraging and disheartening for parents with a newborn where there is some uh, dysphoria with the sexual genitalia of the child. It's very, very, very rare cases. In fact, that's where a lot of this what we what with the media now calls transgender surgery. That, that, but that's where a lot of this was developed. That's what it was. It was developed around this legitimate need. Johns Hopkins University Medical School. I mean, Johns Hopkins Medical uh, 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 Hospital and Medical School. They they pioneered this. I've done a lot of research on this in the past and reported on it right here on Freedom Friday. They pioneered the gender uh, th- uh drug therapy the hormone therapy they pioneered the 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 surgeries that would attempt to make some corrections in the genitalia uh maybe even reconstructing some of it to try to give these little children a a, a decent shot at identifying as a gender in the, in, in, in the very most complete way that they can. You can tell I'm kind of choosing my words here because, you know, I want to keep this G or PG maybe. Uh, but, but that's not what this is now, you see. Now it's activism. Now, and, and I'm telling you, folks, the floodgates were opened on June the 26, 2015, when the Supreme Court ruled, we don't know what a marriage is anymore. And in their words of some of the justices, you should be free to love who you want. Well, yeah, you can love who you want. But getting married is a different thing. Uh, Demanding that you have all the rights and privileges and financial um, uh, rewards and everything that goes with being married, the very historical and biblical definition of marriage between a man and a woman was completely dismantled, June 26, 2015. And I said over this radio program way back then, and I wasn't the only one, but I'm just saying I said it, that that was just going to open the floodgates for all kinds of activism. Mainly taking place within the homosexual community, because that's what all this was about. In fact, it was called the gay marriage ruling, right? Listen, I, 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 I've got to be careful here. I, I can't give away who I'm talking about, but please believe me, I'm not lying about this. I am extremely close to people who identify as gay who are totally opposed to the gay marriage Supreme Court ruling, because they, too, recognized the floodgates of filth and perversion that it could open. They, too, recognized the complete standing against uh, at least the historical aspect of the whole matter, the globally historical aspect. But that's not what this is. These gruesome, as mass resistance calls it, sex change procedures— on children they're not talking about the the less than 0.001% or whatever it is of all births in the world that deal uh, with these the necessity perhaps for some kind of procedure like this they're not talking about that they're talking about this activist movement that goes into the schools and goes into the curriculum of public schools Trying to convince little children, little children that aren't even sexual yet in any way other than the fact that they're either biologically a a girl or a boy. Other than that, they don't even think about sex in this way or their sexuality in this way. I mean, their parents are still teaching them how to take care of their bodies and, and the differences, subtly teaching them the differences between boys and girls and all of this stuff. They, they're, they're not identifying. Well, you know, I know I, I'm a little boy and I've got all the little boy parts, but I feel more like a little girl. Mommy and Daddy, would you take me to the doctor so I can have radical surgery? I mean, I'm not even hardly old enough to read a book, but, um, you know, my teacher told me I could be a girl if I wanted to be. I would rather be a girl and they're accommodating it and the agenda gets increasingly radical as we move along which i knew with the gay marriage ruling it would see the activists are never satisfied with the inch that you give them they want to take the proverbial mile they will take it and they will rant and rave and stomp their feet and whine and cry and moan and and riot and protest if you don't give them the mile after the inch was given. So mass resistance, this headline says, after getting huge dollars from transgender lobby, Texas Republican leaders derailed the bills to ban gruesome sex change procedures on children. I know some of you are saying, wait, Texas? A GOP stronghold derailed a bill to ban? Well, let me just read to you some, some of this article says on May 31st, the clock ran out on protecting vulnerable children in Texas from the transgender agenda as the Texas legislature session came to an end. In other words, they just didn't deal with it, which kind of just shoved it under the table, which means all of this teaching and the sex change operations and and all of that can go forward in Texas unless somebody stops it later in some kind of an emergency ruling or in the next legislature uh, session. But The article says parents and citizens in Texas have been battling to stop gruesome sex change procedures, including sterilization, castration, and genital mutilation that are being performed on children. This is Texas, folks. This is not one of the 57 Muslim nations, okay? This is in Texas, USA. They're being performed, it says, on children by so-called, quote, gender clinics popping up across Texas, Many of them are in prominent hospitals. It says people are outraged that innocent, confused children are being disfigured for life over junk science. May I just pop in here? Of course I can. It's my show. I can pop in here. Let me just pop in here and say, and that's not the biggest problem. The disfigurement is not the biggest problem. Because once the disfigurement is done and once the drug therapy is done, see, they have to stay on those drugs for the rest of their life. Let's say a little boy is turned into, and I'm making air quotes now because you can't do it. Genetically, it cannot be done. But, but they would say they've become a little girl. No, they haven't. They never have. They never will. Because if you take away the drugs and the chemicals, they revert back. For the rest of their life, they have to undergo this drug treatment or this drug therapy, they would call it. Now their genitalia is mutilated, changed, okay? Now, again, we're not talking about that small percentage, okay, of birth defects and where there's a correction method. We're talking about this radical agenda. It says this would seem to be a fairly easy call for the conservative Texas legislature. It says, but there's a problem. There's a problem. Now, folks, wait till you hear the problem and wait till you hear the numbers that go with the problem. This is going to floor you, but it just tells you what we're up against. There is a war on for your mind and your soul, and a lot of it is aimed at your children I told you years ago on Freedom Friday, they, the radicals, the leftists, the socialists, the communists, they are coming for your children. We've seen it in the entertainment industry. We've seen it in the public school system. And now, gender change clinics all over Texas, probably everywhere else. We'll be back after two minutes. Don't go anywhere.
0: You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Don't change that dial. We're just getting started. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. Yeah, all right.
3: Well, as promised, I'm back to this massresistance.org article talking about what has happened in Texas. And I told you before we went to the break, wait till you find out why it happened. Apparently... I mean, 2 plus 2 equals 4, and that's what this article is doing. But listen, so I want to just kind of set, set it up by, by continuing to read some of this article. It says, so this would seem to be a fairly easy call for conservative Texas legislature, right? I mean, you You got to protect the children. This radical teaching, this radical agenda... To to get little boys to turn themselves into little girls when they do, when they're not even thinking about sex yet, but they're going to do that because they're being pressured and they're being told by those that are over them, teachers. You know how kids just idolize teachers or look up to them, and so is it that you'd think this would be an easy call for conservative Texas legislature? It says, but there's a problem fueled by the radical LGBT movement, which is what I told you would happen in the gay marriage agenda. Listen, a lot of conservative friends of mine, when I said that, they said, oh, Carl, come on. You're always so dramatic about these things. It's just, you know, if they can marry who they want, what difference does it make to you? How does it affect you? I said, it doesn't affect me, Carl Gallup's me, myself, and I, but it is going to infect and affect, I, that was a Freud and slip, it's going to infect our entire culture, and there will be a trickle-down And they will eventually come for our children. And oh my gosh, I had the door just, you know, proverbial door slammed in my face when I said things like that. But here we are, less than six years later, and every bit of what I said is happening. Every bit of it and more. So it says, fueled by the radical LGBT movement's aggressive ideology, these hideous treatments on children have become a huge moneymaker for the clinic's and the big pharmas. But wait a minute, it gets way worse. Thus, parents and citizens have been facing off against wealthy corporations in addition to radical LGBT militants. Now, but for the past three months, our Texas mass resistance chapter relentlessly lobbied at the Texas state capitol and across the state to get this ban passed in this year's session. After some shuffling, there were two bills in play, dubbed The Save James Bills. SB 1646, the Senate Bill, and HB 1399, the House Bill in Texas. SB 1646 this article says, was a very strong bill. It would have amended the criminal code definition of child abuse to include administering or supplying of puberty blockers or cross-sex hormones to a child or performing surgery on a child for the purpose of gender transitioning or gender reassignment. See, so they're not saying that you would outlaw all of these procedures for somebody that had this genetic birth defect and was you know ripping the hearts out of moms and dads when their little baby child is born no that 's not what this is about it 's for the purpose of 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 uh, uh, gender transitioning okay you got a perfectly healthy Little boy with all the little boy body parts, but somebody has convinced him he needs to reassign his gender or he needs to transition to be a little girl. So that's going to require puberty blockers, cross sex hormones, and radical surgery. And they said, We cut him. This is criminal. You can't do this to our little children you cannot a little child cannot make that decision and then when they come into what would be their puberty and then they look around they they it's it's spiritual folks it is demonic in my humble opinion as a christian and as a believer it is it is psychological it can destroy a person's psyche I imagine suicide rates, we're going to watch them continue to spike through the roof as the years go by for people who have been subjected to this, particularly when they were subjected to it as a child, which is why this Senate bill was introduced in Texas to criminalize doing this to children. How, how much more, how much easier could it be to think about this? It's common sense. It should be even for people who are not, you know, fond of the word of God. Take the word of God out of it. Now, how many times have you heard a preacher say that? I'm just saying for the sake of argument, take the word of God out of it. Would we, should we, could we, why would we take a perfectly healthy little boy and try to convince him he needs to be a girl, and for the rest of his life put him on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and do radical surgery on his genitalia? And then he's going to grow up. And as he does, it's going to to play havoc on his spirit, his psyche, his mental health. It just is. And that's what these people were saying. All right, then the House bill says, would have prohibited professional liability insurance from covering medical procedures and treatments for gender uh, transitioning or gender reassignment for children. Okay, okay, that's what was going on in Texas. So a week before the session ended, the National File website revealed that the Political Action Committee, all right, folks, I hope you're sitting down. The political action committee of the largest gender clinic for children in the Southwest USA is based in Dallas. I hate to even read these next parts. And have been giving large, extremely large donations to major Texas politicians. Did they sell your children out for money? Your children's future, your children's bodies, your children's psyche, your children's soul. Did they do that? Let me keep going with the article. Since 2015, the Southwestern Medical Center, the Political Action Committee gave Texas Governor Greg Abbott $85,000 and $120,000 to Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, Representative Stephanie Click, who chairs the powerful health House Health Committee received $4,000 in 2020 alone. The Political Action Committee gave House Speaker Dade Filan $50,000. And then the next paragraph is the killer. But that's just the tip of the iceberg, it says. The day after the session ended, National File published another shocking article after they received a tip from Texas mass resistance Tracy Shannon. Since 2015, the political action committee controlled by the owner of a gender clinic in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas has given $800,000 to Governor Greg Abbott. $825,000 to Lieutenant Governor Patrick $105,000 105000 to Speaker Philan. In addition, they gave $200,000 to Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. This article says that's serious money, folks, and this is just what we know about. And then it says, needless to say then, the bills that would have banned transgender checks, sex change procedures on children were all derailed. According to multiple reports we we received, they said, the governor, lieutenant governor, and house speaker exerted their power to make certain that it happened. (sighs) Money talks and your children walk. Apparently. Listen, I am not personally making any accusations against these political leaders. I have admired Governor Greg Abbott on many occasions for many different reasons and thought he might be somebody wonderful to be in or near the White House in the coming years, president, vice president, I don't know, senator, something. This is really disturbing to me. If this is so, and they give all the backlinks where you can go check it all out on other websites and the reporting website that uncovered all of this information. So when there are two gender clinic restriction bills on the agenda for the legislature, and they are ignored, and nobody can figure out why, why would not these conservative Republican Texas officials want to protect their children? And then they discover Governor Greg Abbott has been given almost a million dollars by the gender clinic. Same with Lieutenant Governor Patrick. Hundred and five thousand to Speaker Filan, and on and on it goes. And like this article says, and that's just all we know about. Evil, evil times, folks. I will have good news for you in a little bit. You just hang in there. We'll be right back after this quick timeout.
0: You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast freedom friday with carl gallops
4: a distinguished author radio host and pastor i want you to welcome to atlanta live carl gallops the author
5: of the number one bestseller the magic man in the sky please welcome from
0: milton florida carl gallops to praise the lord
1: and there, there are just all kinds of things to talk about uh, in regards and in connection to this uh, uh, this issue. Nobody can do that better than uh, my good friend from the state of Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops. Hello, friends. Welcome to In the Market with Janet Parshall. Our conversation this hour is going to emanate from a book called The Magic Man in the Sky.
3: And Carl Gallups is the author of the book.
1: From coast to coast and around the world, on television and radio, Carl is in demand. But you have him to yourself. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
3: All right, folks. Yes, you do have me to yourself, and I've got you to myself. Thank you for joining us today. As a matter of fact, thank you, Mike Shoesmith, for joining us. I know you are uh, an avid listener of the show, even when it's not your time in your segment, and uh, I know that you were listening to the last segment, and I know that you're going to want to sound off on it. I was thinking about you when I was going through this latest news out of Texas and gender reassignment surgery for children, because I know you've done a lot of research into all of this. So, Anyway, welcome yeah. to the show and you just pick up where you want to go with it.
4: You know who's done a lot, a lot of research on this too is the Mayo Clinic. Yes. All right. So, this this I was really happy to hear you talk about this because this let let me sort of segue into what I was going to talk about last week because I was unavailable last week. Uh this is a story from this came to me through my Yahoo news feed, okay? And uh it is from in the dot com. They are syndicated to Yahoo News. And this is from Kelsey Weekman. Okay. Now they, these people over here at In the Know, they have inadvertently confirmed everything that you and I have been saying about this this transgender uh garbage for many years now. Yeah. Let's jump right into this by the way. Uh this this is a story from TikTok. Okay, TikTok, they have an inverted filter that's been involved in a number of trends over the past few months, though most filters fade into obscurity rather quickly. This one has been sticking around, Carl, seemingly because of its emotional impact. The filter flips the selfie camera around, so the image you see on screen is how other people see you rather than what you typically see in the mirror. This has made some people genuinely cry. As turning the filter on and off may reveal that a user's face is not symmetrical, and by their standards make them feel ugly and lower self, their self-esteem, you know I'll also add to that that they that their parents have abdicated their ability their 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 responsibility to teach their children you know right from wrong when it comes to how they see the view themselves and so on et cetera et cetera. Uh, the article goes on to say multiple studies have found that people with symmetrical faces are generally seen as more attractive though that is not a requirement for attractiveness you know what <clears throat> that should be a sentence that is said by every mother slash father both of them by the way to every uh, child male or female uh, before they hit they hit they hit the age of 12 uh, that people with symmetrical faces uh, may be seen as more attractive that's not a requirement for attractiveness Yep. And that needs to be drilled into every child. By the way, uh, with many negative reactions to this filter on TikTok, it's easy to, to to dismiss it. However, a number of TikTok users have said that the filter has helped ease their. Now, a three very important words here: ease their body dysmorphic disorder (BDD). It's called, uh-huh. according to the Mayo. Uh, here's where it gets tricky, okay? Because according to the Mayo Clinic, according to In the Know body dysmorphic disorder is a mental health disorder in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws correct. in your appearance correct yep. it impacts roughly one in 50 people and the anxiety and depression association of america found that the isolation of the COVID 19 pandemic has worsened the symptoms of bdd carl is it is the, is this not exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about people who look in the mirror and they feel feminine and they see a male body in front of them and they 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 uh, they become convinced that they are a female trapped or born into the wrong body exactly doesn't that fall exactly into the Isn't that, wouldn't that be the most extreme and purest quintessential definition of body dysmorphic? Wouldn't that fall squarely in the middle of that definition of body dysmorphic disorder? Yes, it would. In your opinion.
3: As a matter of fact, Mike, I, I did what you probably did too about a week ago when this started hitting the news. I came to the same conclusion you did, and that is, well, that's what Mike and I have been saying on Freedom Friday for a decade, right. and we've been lied about and trashed and called all kinds of names. Now Mayo Clinic. So I went to the Mayo Clinic website and read their report. I'm sure you've done that too, and they never use the word transgender, or they never use right. the word gender dysphoria, but it's, it's the same thing they describe it and they and, right. and I don't want to steal anything you may be getting ready to read or nope. or speak off of that website but um if if you don't I will later if you want me to but the bottom <laughs> line is it's right here on the website they and and they t- and they call it they give it the name you know body uh, what what is it called body dis oh the
4: yeah, body dysmorphic disorder
3: D- dysmorphic that's right body dysmorphic that's right. disorder and right. and then when they give the description, they're describing the, the, uh, the um, sexual
4: orientation
3: dysphoria.
4: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, we, when we dig deeper into this article, they start quoting the experts here now, Dr. Samantha Glickman, a clinical instructor. Now, see, at this point, they have no idea that they are confirming what you and I have been saying, that transgendered, uh, uh thoughts and and uh and uh you know the, the sort of uh i don't know if you want to call it a worldview i guess it's sort of um i don't feel a certain way so i'm going to mutilate my body so that i can look look the way i think i should look in, right. according to my feelings uh, right. that my feelings dictate how i should look and then spend a whole bunch of money um trying to make that happen but uh, when you let the experts weigh in here um we well, listen. The expert here, Carl. I've lost the expert. Well, that's okay. Here. While you're Where's looking for it, well, while you're looking okay. for it, let me just. I found her. Oh, okay. okay.
3: Well, go ahead. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> so, Dr. Samantha Glickman, a clinical instructor uh, at the Department of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry. So now we're bringing in the psychiatrist to deal with this uh, with this problem, Carl. Here at the NYU Grossman School of Medicine, told the in the know social media. Uh, that social media can portray unrealistic standards that might elicit even greater doubt in those already predisposed to questioning themselves. Imagine so that. So she's... She's saying, so the, this, this attitude that uh, you can be different, you, don't have, you you can be a girl even though you're born with all the male anatomical parts. Um, so so there, there's a predisposition to that here that is being thrust upon these children. Can social media help fight BDD as suggested in those viral TikToks, though? Dr. Glickman said that, indeed, people with body dysmorphia seek reassurance from people about their appearance. This can take place on social media as well. It's not good in the long run, though, she's saying. So what they're basically saying is, when you have body dysmorphic disorder, uh, don't rely on your peers. You need to get some actual, real uh, advice. And um, and uh, my phone keeps, from he, here. Here, uh, Dr. Goodman said, that, "Okay, uh, these practices can maintain negative thinking patterns as well as reliance on checking behavior, She said, "Might cause a quick." Reduction in anxiety, but maintain their symptoms over time. They're going to social media, Carl. Social media. They're going to these uh, the, the pro-gay groups on social media, and the pro-gay groups are saying, "Yeah, you just do you." You just do you. You just go and get all this done for for you because that's just you doing you. And the the, the doctor goes on to say, one look at yourself in the inverted filter is not going to cure BDD. It just reinforces reliance on others to cope with it. The issue isn't the image of themselves on the screen. The issue is their perception of themselves, Dr. Glickman said. This is something that is largely tackled through challenging, difficult thoughts and exposure work. What is that, Carl? That is conversion therapy. Yes. Hello. That's what the conversion therapy is all about. Difficult work exposing thoughts and, and thought patterns. Dr. Glickman recommended cognitive behavioral therapy, Carl, or CBT, in which therapists might discourage patients from checking their image in the mirror in response to thoughts about perceived flaws. And learn to challenge negative thoughts in favor of more flexible thinking patterns. Additionally, rejoicing in finding yourself skinny, as TikTokers did above, reinforces the belief that being fat is a bad thing, which is fatphobic. I don't get all that language. But the executive director of founder of Health Information Project said the organization found that kids rely heavily on the thoughts of other kids when it comes to their physical health. Parents have, parents have just stepped out of the picture here. They have abdicated their role in their, par- in their children's lives, and they're just saying, you know what, you do you. I, I, we're, we're, your parents are swingers now. We're going to go do this and that because of, you know, because of how Jesus said it would be in the last days that parents would just become swingers. And, you know, all these kids now, they're on the Internet. Uh, they're getting advice from their peers, and they're not getting advice from people saying, please don't mutilate your body. Right, and by the way, conversion therapy, when it comes to sexuality, has been outlawed in places like California, and yet these doctors are saying conversion therapy really does work. Yes. They're just not saying it. They don't want to say it in context of homosexuality, but they're saying yes, it does work. Yes, it does work. That's
3: right. This, this Mayo Clinic article does not mention the word homosexuality or transgenderism, no. but everything in it screams both of those. It just screams it. And here's the Christ, thing, Mike, Christ. let's just talk about this scientifically and biblically and converge the two. First of all, the word of God tells us we live in a fallen world. The word of God tells us that, that all of us, you know, are fallen other than the blood of Jesus over us. I mean, we, we just right. are subjected to all of humanity. So the truth is, Mike, I'm convinced there's not a person on the planet that looks at themselves in the mirror. Now, now listen to me. You think of the most beautiful person that you can think of, some some Mm -hmm. movie star, some male or female who seems to be just built and perfect, looks perfect, hair's perfect, face is perfect, everything's perfect. I guarantee you that person, now listen to me, Mike, is not satisfied (laughs) with the way they look. I guarantee you, why? Because nobody is, people are their own worst enemies. It's just a part of, you know, God made you, created you, but yet we've got to gripe about it. We've got to nitpick it and see plastic (laughs) surgeons have made millions of dollars off of this. And then the whole transition therapy of of, uh, of, uh, Johns Hopkins, which was not created for the transgender transition, but it was created, as you heard me say earlier, and you know this, to protect these little children, to give them a chance yeah. at life, these this small minority that are born with genitalia, dysphoria, et cetera. Okay, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it's it's like what Mayo Clinic is saying here. So there are women that don't like their breast size, there are guys that don't like their muscular build, there are people that don't like the hair, whether they're losing it or they've got too much or it's appearing in places they don't think it ought to be, uh, skin <laughs> appearance, vein appearance, you know, their veins, their, their, you know, yeah. all. All of this, and they're saying people are fixating on it, but then they talk about genitalia and their sexuality. Yeah, it's right yeah. there, brother, right in front of our face. Well so anyway, well go ahead.
4: Yeah. No, the, the article closes with young people with BDD and adults as well should seek a professional to help with the disorder rather than a social media hack or other TikTok users. With the disorder. And, uh, right. We just echo that. We just echo yep. that. Get help.
3: Yes. Get yes. Help. Thank you. Biblical help, spiritual help would be very, very helpful, as a matter of fact. Folks, we're going to take a quick time out. Uh, this will just be a two-minute break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to plug into what happened in Texas today and uh, bring some more insight into that.
0: Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup's in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallup. Sit down, buckle up, and hang on.
3: All right, folks. Welcome back. Mike Shoesmith, are you back with us? I think we've dropped him. I think he's gone for a minute, so we'll get him back. All right. It's not a big deal. I mean, it is a big deal. I want him back, and we've got things to talk about. But I was going to do this anyway. So uh, let me go back to that mass resistance article uh, about Governor Greg Abbott. Lieutenant Governor, some Senators Representatives in the Texas government that basically derailed this this transgender therapy for children this this sex change procedures, including sterilization, castration, genital mutilation there were there were bills a Senate bill and a House bill that would um have effectively eliminated this kind of of godless, non-scientific, horrific, life-changing surgeries and and procedures and chemical procedures on children in Texas, with Governor Abbott—is he here? By the way, okay, he's not here. All right. With Governor Abbott in the house, I mean in 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 their, in the Texas White House. I, I mean, this is. Folks, I didn't write this article, I didn't research it, but I'm reading the article and they've got all kind of backlinks and and just just listen. So we wind up with the bills not getting passed, the Texas legislature going into, you know, their recess or whatever they call it for months. And so none of it happens and the people are shocked. The activists that have been, you know, pushing these agendas and the and and the, and the ones that wrote the bills, they're just absolutely stunned. And then listen to this article. According to multiple reports we have received, the governor, the lieutenant governor, and House Speaker exerted their power to make sure that it happened. W- what happened? That, that it never was heard. That it just went away into the dark. It goes on to say the strategy was to allow the Senate bill to pass the Senate but to make sure both bills got stalled in House committees so that neither would get to the House floor for a vote. That way, the bills could be killed in the House without any House members having to go on record as having voted against them. In other words, they're going to sell your children down the road, because these big officials in Texas are getting hundreds of thousands, and in Governor Abbott's case, according to this report, almost a million dollars. 800000 to Governor Abbott, 825000 to Lieutenant Governor Patrick, and, and according to this report, that's all that they've, that they've been able to find out that they say is for sure. That's all they know about. So you got these guys getting this kind of money, and then this article reports that apparently the whole thing was planned out in some strategy way where they could kill the bills, that way they could keep their money, and uh, the representatives and senators wouldn't have to take any heat for it. Just a perfect little political plan, and all is right with the world, except for our children. Mike Smith, I know you're back with us now. Did you hear any of that?
4: i heard some of it uh this is gay pride month uh, by the way carl and i am in canada so i'm sort of sneakily looking out my window here to see if any black suvs are pulling up in front of my house here because all of a sudden i just lost connection with the show just 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 gone i'm not sure what happened but yeah Yeah. i'm I'm back anyways uh yeah Yeah. doing a great job there carl well i
3: appreciate and i know in canada it's really tough to talk about this stuff and uh it it you know, you still talk about it in the United States, but when you do, you get, yeah. you know, trashed and blacklisted and called all kinds of names and, you know, you get fact yeah. checked and yeah, on and on. But anyway, so go ahead. And I, I was going to uh, ask if you had any comments on this and then uh, the other uh, thing that we were going to get to, if we have time, we can, but if not, I can handle it at the top of the next hour. So Mike, just, I'm going to hush and let you go off on this.
4: We have to use very cryptic uh, language here, Carl. Uh, people are Canada. literally being arrested. Uh, uh, yeah, in Canada, uh, uh, because people are literally being arrested just, just just for the just for the horrific crime of of miss miss. Uh, pronouncing someone you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hello ma'am uh, hello ma'am can i please have a, a you know a large double double you know i'm not a ma'am how dare you next thing you know the cops are knocking on your door yeah uh it's not quite that serious i mean there has to be a a purposed uh you know a purposed uh, uh, a hateful uh, intent behind it i mean you know we make it we make it sound like as if you call someone a ma'am who's actually a, a dude uh, and the person gets offended If it's a mistake, it's a mistake. Yeah. So, I mean, in Canada, they're not throwing people in jail for for making those sorts of mistakes. But if you're going to be mean and nasty about it, you're going to go to jail. Uh, That's how it is in Canada. And you'll be charged with a hate crime in Canada for for doing that sort of thing. Uh, And so, um, but now people are literally being arrested for preaching the word of God in Canada. There was a 70-something-year-old man who put up a, a, a... A a platform. Uh, I forget where it was. I don't have the details of that, but yeah, that was featured on. uh, Yeah, you saw that, okay? And he was, he was, he was dragged down off the pulpit, and, and he was arrested for just preaching what the Bible says about about that sort of worldview. So, and I mean, basically just quoting the Bible. Yes. So, uh, uh, so that sort of thing, you know, you know people say that, uh, that well, Christianity is not being persecuted, uh, you know, in the world. Well, you know, in most of the world, uh, in most countries, the Bible is, Ill- many people don't know this, Carl, but the Bible is illegal in dozens of countries around the world, including uh, China and, uh, you know, many of the Arabic countries and so on. The Bible is illegal and considered uh you know, blasphemous speech. And now in Canada, and perhaps uh, coming to a, uh, you know, coming to a state near you, Carl Gallups, uh, the Bible will be also be- because the Bible is now considered hate speech and illegal in Canada. I mean, that's just the bottom line of that. Right. There are people fighting that though. Uh, the people over at uh, Ezra Levant over at rebel news, he has he's crowdfunding uh, a, 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 uh, a Herculean effort, if I may say so, He's fighting for uh, our our friend uh, Pastor Artur. Uh, He they are fighting for him. They've hired him a lawyer. Uh, the closing arguments have been made in his case. He's been on the show a couple times now. The closing arguments have been made, and uh, Pastor Artur he is uh, looking pretty good. There's the judges in Alberta are tossing these cases out uh, one after the other. The Artur case made such waves in the in the media that the judge is taking his time with this one. Uh, the closing arguments have been made. Uh, apparently, uh, his his lawyer. Uh, uh, hit a hit a hit a home run uh, in 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 court. Uh, the the judge himself said that he was impressed with her arguments. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's looking good for our friend Pastor Artur there in Calgary, Alberta, and looking good for Alberta in general as as far as the the free speech brigades uh, fighting back against the, the 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 Nazis there. What what Pastor Artur referred to as the to the police there as the Nazis as the as the, uh, you know, referring to uh, his, his uh, time in, in Eastern Europe uh, when, um, you know, when the, when the Russians uh, and, and all that came were, into were, were, running, yep. were running things, you yeah, know, came into Poland. But, uh, yeah, so so things may be looking up for our pastor. I will keep the audience informed on that. I'm Please sure do. you will, too, because yeah. you have his phone number. I mean, you I do. talk to him I do. I've been
3: often, texting him quite yeah. often, back and forth, yes. Wow,
4: great. Yeah, yeah. so, I mean, people are fighting back. And that's good to see, but at the end of the day, uh, what Jesus said will come to pass. It's going to look like it was in the days of Lot and the days of Noah. And, uh, people are going to, people are going to have to come to terms. I think Carl, with the fact that it's going to get worse before it gets worse, but things aren't falling apart. Things are coming together just like Jesus said they would. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) That's exactly
3: right. And, um, yeah, yeah. The the last days aren't upon us. They are, they are here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you and I don't set dates and we we don't run around wringing our hands saying the sky is falling. Here's the way I look at it, you know? Our lives are but a vapor. We've only got, you know, so many decades if we're blessed. If we're blessed, brother, you can count the number of decades that you have on average to live on both hands with multiple fingers left over. That's it. That's our life. And, I mean, when you think of it like that, and that's if we're blessed. I mean, you know, I mean, I could sit here and say, well, I've got a good 20 more years to live. Yeah, but mm-hmm. a, 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 a semi truck <laughs> could run a stop sign at the red light today <laughs> on my way home and I'm in front of the uh, Lord. You see, we don't have re- a guarantee of life. Re- so here's how I look at it. The word of God says that these things are going to come. There will be a generation and it may be this generation. You can see it building people all over the world sense yes. it, Mike, it, it, yes. it, where it all comes together. And all I'm saying is we've been called to be the Noah's of our day, the Lot's of our day, the Esther's of our day, if you will, the Ruth's of our day, the Gideon's of our day. I mean, we we have been called to be the ambassadors of God's kingdom and to stand and to be the salt and the light. So that's what I'm going to do. That's that's all I know to do. This world is not my home. What do you think about that?
4: Well, I think the Bible says in the last days that those who do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. And, uh, yeah, we should be we should be about doing the exploits. I love you guys. And, uh, thank you. P.P. Simmons at London.com. We'll talk to you next week.
3: Okay. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's Daniel chapter 12. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick time out. And when we come back at the top of the second hour, I'll be with you. I'm going to unfold some stuff that uh, you're going to want to hear. It'll answer some questions for you, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it immensely. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to an encore broadcast of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops. Freedom Friday streams live every Friday afternoon from 4 till 6 Central Time on carlgallops.com. Opinions expressed by Carl and his guests do not necessarily reflect those of studio owners, management, and staff. Now, here's Carl. Five, attention,
1: In the dust, dust, dust.
2: Prepare yourself, you know it's a must. Gonna have a friend in Jesus. So you know that when you die, it's gonna recommend you to the spirit in
0: the sky. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, let's do
1: it. The following program contains inconvenient truths and controversial topics that may be offensive to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised.
2: Radio from the heart of
1: America now. Welcome back. We're at the top of the second hour of Freedom Friday with Carl Gallups, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All right, folks. It's so good to have you back in the house with us. Listen, we are at the
3: top of the second hour, and um, I've got this next segment with you. You and me, and then at uh, the bottom of the second hour, Brandon Big B will be on, and then the three of us, me, Brandon, and you, <laughs> the three of us, we're going to have a, a great time together. But let me just uh, give you some, I uh, want to help you with some facts and truth and some fact-checking. Earlier this week, of course, we've been hearing, you more than likely have been hearing about the email dump on uh, Anthony Fauci. Anthony Fauci, I call him doctor Fallacy. Uh, I mean that man has been all over the map, all over the place, and denying things that now have proven that he was lying, I guess. I, I confused, mistaken, maybe lying. Uh, uh, saying things that weren't true or turned out to be uh, appearing to not be true. And I'll give you some examples in a moment. I'm not trying to be all cryptic on you, but I'm just saying the guy, either he's not the, the brightest bulb in the box or he's got another deep, dark agenda that he just constantly has to massage. You know, you remember we heard President Trump when he was in office. I mean, you know, one day he loved Fauci. The next day he wouldn't even speak to him. The next day he made up with him. The next day he hated him again. I mean, The guy was all over the map, and I think he kept Donald Trump in a tailspin at all times. I mean, Donald Trump's not a doctor. He's not a researcher. He's not a virologist. Those are Anthony Fauci's claim to fame, and he's been through several presidential administrations, and I think President Trump was trying to lean upon his expertise and— Remember, in the early days, Fauci was one of the ones saying, "If you want to go on a cruise, go on a cruise. If you want to come to Chinatown, come to Chinatown." That was Pelosi, but he was agreeing. You know, yeah, oh, we don't need to wear masks. Don't need masks. Nobody needs to wear masks. Masks don't protect you. Oh, everybody's got a mask up. Everybody's got to take the, uh, the 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 vaccine. Everybody's got to do this. Everybody's got to do that. All up and down and all around and it's just just you know and. Donald Trump doesn't operate like that. By the way, not comparing myself to Donald Trump or any other famous figure, but I don't operate that way either. I just, I just give me the facts, ma'am. Give me the facts. And sometimes, you know, people will give you stuff as fact. You look at it, it looks like fact. You check it, you recheck it, and, and you go with it. And then later you discover it's really not fact or there was a context to it. And uh, that's when I jump on something to make it right. Because I I, I truly am or try to be a man of integrity. And so here's the deal. I'm going to admit to you um, my uh, missteps here, I guess you would say, not purpose, but also um, the possible true connection to all of this. All right. Now, what am I talking about? Sounds like I'm talking cryptically. Here's what happened. So the email dump comes out this week. And, oh, people are just going crazy. Dr. Uh, Doctor Rand Paul, you know, has been going toe to toe with Fauci the last several weeks in the news. Um, he just doesn't trust Fauci at all. And by the way, I'm in that camp. And, and then when the emails were dumped and it looked like a lot of things Fauci said were just blatantly not true, Fox News carried a big headline with Rand Paul saying, told you so. And now there's talks of Fauci being fired or Fauci being outed or ousted or other, you know, other penalties to pay and more congressional hearings. And so this email dump has really, in fact, his publishers have pulled his latest book. And it's a big name publisher. And I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's a it's one of the big, big giants in the industry. He he had uh, published a book called Dr. Fauci and How I Became So Humble. No, I'm kidding. That's not the title of it. <laughs> that would almost that, that would almost be the title of it. <laughs> but but anyway, he basically was using it to pat himself on the back, the the book, to tell everybody how great he was and how smart he was and how misunderstood and maligned he was. But now that the emails have come out, his publishers, the giant publisher, has pulled the book. Pulled it. Said, we're not releasing this now. Not with these, these emails. So in the meantime, the Washington Post and other mainstream media have, have been feverishly printing retractions, mainly along the lines of Fauci promising us, swearing to us, telling us uh, that, that the virus was not released from Wuhan laboratory. Uh, that um, National Geographic, what's that? I just see. Oh, the publisher? Really? National Geographic? Okay, wow. Was publishing his book? Okay. That's that's pretty amazing. So they've pulled it though, right? Okay. Well, uh anyway, so th- thank you. That's and and that is my producer, Peter Laser the man. So you see, he's listening to the show. He's pushing the buttons, turning the knobs. He's on the internet, checking me out. He fact checks me all the time. So sometimes I'll say stuff and he'll put up a note in front of me. See, I've got a big screen. You don't know this. I've got a big screen in front of me. He can just type in, hey, idiot, shut up. That's not true. And he, and he does that from time to time. And then he'll give me notes and websites. And so he just looked up the publisher. Okay. Anyway, back to this. Now, so that jumped up in front of my face. I'm saying, what, what, why are you putting National Geographic? What are we talking about here? Okay, <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Peter. I really appreciate it. Um, so so these mainstream media are publishing retractions. The Washington Post, about the most liberal, them, they and the New York Times and CNN, I mean, just some of the most liberal fake news organizations on the planet, in my humble opinion, and in Donald Trump's opinion and many others, They've been saying, you know what, this email, these email dumps are beginning to indicate there's a high probability that the virus was released from the Wuhan laboratory, which is what Donald Trump told us in the beginning. Uh, Anyway, that's another whole radio show. So. In the midst of these release of these documents came this document. Let me see if I can get it up here. And it's an email from March the 11th, 2020. From Adam Gartner to Anthony Fauci. And, of course, their emails have been redacted, you know, so they can't be doxed. And the subject line, very, very provocative. Coronavirus bioweapon production method. And it says, hello, Anthony. The first line says, this is how the virus was created. And then it goes on to describe this. I can't even, I can read the first sentence of it and you'll understand why I'm saying. I. It, it would take four PhDs and eight scientists to understand this, I would think. It's a... Oh my gosh. Oh there it is. <laughs> I I did one little crazy click on it and it went away right when I was getting ready to read it, but I got it back. I got it back. All right, here we go. Let me just read the first sentence, all right? Intervirion fusion. HIV-LUC ACE2 500 NG of P24 was mixed with 1,000 NG of P24 of HIV-GFP particles incorporating ASLV-A envelope, comma, sars cov S protein or both envelopes in PBS at 4 degrees centigrade for 30 minutes to allow binding. That's the first sentence. so see i wasn't i I wouldn't uh it wasn't hyperbole when i said it takes four phd's and eight scientists Uh, but then it goes on and on and on okay so you see the key words hiv and sars covid uh, uh, virus and the mixing and the enveloping and the you know the incorporating and uh, binding and so you've got this in his email now let me just say it's not a fake email it, it's in the email dump, and there's a, 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 a website, a, a, a URL, a link that you can go to. So when this all came out, there were congressmen that went crazy over this. They just went ape over it, saying, oh, my gosh, here's the recipe for a bioweapon, that COVID was a bioweapon. Here's the recipe. Okay. Well, in doing some fact-checking, uh, and I know that USA Today is quite liberal as well, but I went to them because their, their article seemed to be the most cogent of all of them and the most balanced. And it says, fact check, email to Fauci does not contain the origin of a, quote, coronavirus bioweapon. Well, when you first read that and then you read the email, you think, USA Today's a lying. They're just flat lying. But when you read the article, as I did, and it's way too lengthy, and it's got back checks, back links, and I'm going to refer them to, refer to them with you. Here's what we discover. Oops, I think we got to take a break. So yeah, and, and I don't want to leave you hanging in the middle of it. So I mean, we'll we'll take this two minute time out, and then and it'll go by so quickly, and then we're going to come back. And I'm gonna explain to you how all this fits and what it really is and what it's really saying and what it really means. And then I'm gonna tie it in. I promised you several weeks ago that I was gonna hunt down, you can't find it on Google, (laughs) but I found it in some other search engines, the China and the North Korea threat in 2019. And it all ties to what we do now know from Fauci's emails about it originating in China in Wuhan. Wait till you see 2 plus 2 plus 2 on this. But when we come back, I'm going to clean up this other email about the recipe for a bioweapon. This is why you listen to Freedom Friday.
0: You're listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops from the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: An unbearable insult to the herd mentality. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
3: All right, so let's get right back to it. And welcome back, those of you on this Friday live stream, dedicated live stream of the ADX Communication Broadcast Group here in Pensacola, Florida. And along with that ADX Communication Group company, seven streams of radio broadcasting, AM stations, FM stations, and several live stream, dedicated live streams, this one to Freedom Friday. But of course, this program will air on Sunday evening on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM. And so for those of you listening right now, and it's Sunday evening and you're listening, uh, thank you for tuning in and thank you for sharing this with everybody else. And uh, don't forget to go to CarlGalps.com because during the week, whenever this live stream is not playing, uh, on that live stream cl- link, If you'll click it, you'll hear Freedom Friday, and it's looping four shows, and it just loops continuously 24-7 all week long until it comes back to the next live show. That way, if you're taking a trip, or you just want background, you know, at the office, at home, or you want to catch up on some shows you've missed, and just like you're, it's like turning on a radio and it's just Freedom Friday, Freedom Friday, Freedom Friday. And um, for those of you that listen on Sunday nights, but you want to hear some of the, the the fillers that we put in, in the two minute sections and four minute sections, and we've got some really cool stuff. All of that is in that live stream that, I mean, that's, yeah, that looping stream, all of that stuff is in there. So it's really worth your time if, if you know, if you're just kind of jonesing for a Freedom Friday, you know, you need it, you need your fix, go to carlgals.com and you'll see, it's awesome self-explanatory. But let's get back to this. So, so this email dump did expose an email that was from a, a, somebody called Adam uh, Gartner, and it was dated March 11th, 2020. And remember now, March 11th, 2020, that's right in the middle. I mean, that's just a week or two before everything went on lockdown. And so what makes this so provocative is it says to Anthony Fauci, Subject, coronavirus bioweapon production method. And it says, hello, Anthony. And then the first sentence says, this is how the virus was created. And I read to you, uh, that's the opening sentence. Then I read you the first sentence of about uh, 10 sentences like it with filled to me, it's gobbledygook. But that's because I'm not a medical doctor or a scientist or a virologist. So it's gobbledygook, okay, or a chemist. But for those of you that are, this isn't gobbledygook to you, and you should look at the letter, the email. It's a real email, really in this email dump. This is not um, fake news. It's not a, it's, it's, nobody punked anybody, except there's a context to it. So I was reading uh, the, the, uh, just before we went to break, this Newsweek, excuse me, USA Today article. It's a fact check. It says the email to Fauci does not contain the origin of a coronavirus bioweapon. And as I was saying, when you read that and when you read the the email, you think that USA Today is lying. But they're not. Here's the story. I'm going to give you the, the quick end of it. This Adam Gartner is not a scientist. He's not a doctor. Doesn't claim to be. He calls himself a researcher, an independent researcher. He's got some websites. Uh, he's been digging, digging, digging through document dumps and everything way back, obviously, in March of 2020 and maybe before. And he came across a website, and I've pulled it up because it's, it's, it's uh, linked in this um, USA Today article. I'm trying to find it so I can tell you, so I can just tell you the context even of that. Let's see if I can find it. Here it is. It says, The Washington Post... No, 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 Oh, here it is. It says, the text of Gartner's email was taken word for word from a 2005 paper by a team of researchers at the University of Pennsylvania. And I thought, well, okay. So he came across how that thing was being manipulated and uh, gain a function, if you will. And so he sent it to Fauci. So I'm still thinking, well, this is pretty heavy duty stuff. And it still may be, folks, but again, I'm not a doctor or scientist or researcher, and I don't think anybody at USA Today is either. So I went to this link that's in the USA Today, and here it is, it's um, from a journal A scientific journal, Department of Microbiology, School of Medicine, Department of Bioengineering and Chemical and Biomecular Engineering, Institute for Medicine and Engineering, University of Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. I'm so glad I don't have to write that as my address every day or tell people where I work. I work at the Department of Microbiology, School of Medicine, Department of Bioengineering, Chemical and Biomecular Energy, uh, Engineering Institute for Medicine and Engineering at the University of Pennsylvania. That's my job. Anyway, so this is an article written in 2005. Okay, that's a that's a long time ago, folks. 2005 is titled "Inhibitors of Cathepsin." Cathepsin. For those of you that are doctors, please forgive me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. This first time I've seen this. Uh, inhibitors of Cathepsin L prevent severe severe, acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus entry. So that, I can see where this researcher was intrigued by this. And when you read it, you run right into all of these recipes, if you will. And it's a lengthy study with charts and graphs and all these scientific references. And you hear where it comes from, the Department of Microbiology, School of Medicine, you know, University of Pennsylvania. And when you read the article, you do see that what he sent to Anthony Fauci, was lifted right from this research. But there's tons of other research that surrounds it. Therefore, rendering it Useless to me, but I guess what I'm doing is appealing to our listeners. If you are a microbiologist or a virologist um, or a, a chemist or a medical doctor or a medical researcher, and and I'm not being funny by saying this. I mean, we've got judges, we've got attorneys that listen to us. We we've, we've got people that are you know doctors. I've got several doctors that listen to us. Uh, so I'm just saying, uh, go look at this and see if any of this. Makes sense to you that maybe this Gartner did hit upon something and was trying to show Fauci what might have been going on in that laboratory. Now, now that I've cleaned that up. And by the way, I had posted that email on Twitter and my, my social media. Um, I have since taken it down with an explanation like I'm giving to you and the links to uh, the USA Today report and this Department of Microbiology School of Medicine report. Now, USA Today says, so my, our fact check is is that, no, this was not a recipe for a bioweapon. This was written in 2005. It was lifted straight from this page and sent to Anthony Fauci as what this Gartner thought was an explanation for how COVID came about. And you know what? In the long run, it may prove that that's exactly how it came about. But I'm not. I'm not. That's way above my pay grade. I can't say that. I'm just kind of saying that on the side. But anyway. So let me just tell you this. Headlines from December 5th, 2019. No, let me go back. I can go back earlier than that. Okay, here we go. Politico headlines from August 2019. Okay? August 2019. Listen to this. Headlines. China threatens retaliation for Trump's planned tariff hike. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read all this to you because I'm running out of time, but it's important that you understand that I have not been lying to you for the last (laughs) several months. I pulled this up. I finally got to the bottom of it. I couldn't find it on Google. They've buried it deep, but I used some other search engines and found it. And basically, in August of 2019, China was threatening retaliation because Trump was ruining their economy. And they were basically saying, We're going to ruin your economy. And all the media was attacking Trump, saying, What have you done to China? You've made them mad. They're going to attack. What does this mean? Does this mean war? Does this mean, what, what does it mean? And Trump said, I don't know what it means. But they're just mad because we're not going to let them get away with their junk. All right. Now that was in August of 2019. All right. Here's the next one from CNN. December 2019. You've heard me refer to this so many times. Here's the headlines. North Korea warns the United States to prepare for a, quote, Christmas gift. But no one's sure what to expect. And again, they go to Trump, say, what's he talking about? What's he talking about? We don't know. But here's what I want you to connect the dots. Dot to connect is this. August 2019, China, we're coming for you. December 2019, North Korea, we're coming for you. We got a Christmas gift. January 2019, COVID is here. We've never heard anything else from China or North Korea about anything they were sending to us. Now the email dumps are out, and even the Washington Post is having to apologize, saying it does look like it came from Wuhan Laboratory, China. Connect the dots, folks. I am still convinced that was the Christmas gift, which means they declared war on us with bioweaponry. That's my assessment. I could be wrong if I am. You've already heard me. I'll admit the mistakes and bring you the truth. That's where I stand right now. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
0: You're in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops.
4: A distinguished author, radio host, and pastor. I want you to welcome to Atlanta Live, Carl Gallops. The author
5: of the number one bestseller, The Magic Man in the Sky. Please welcome from
0: Milton, Florida, Carl Gallops to praise the Lord.
1: And yeah, there, there are just all kinds of things to talk about uh, in regards and in connection to this uh, uh, this issue. Nobody can do that better than uh, my good friend from the state of Florida, Reverend Carl Gallops.
3: Hello, friends. Welcome to In the Market with Janet Parshall. Our conversation this hour is going to emanate from a book called The Magic Man in the Sky. And Carl Gallops is the author of the book.
1: From coast to coast and around the world. On television and radio, Carl is in demand, but you have him to yourself. Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio. All
3: right, folks, thank you for joining us today. We are at the bottom of the hour, as the man said. And uh, it's good to have you with us. So, Brandon Big B almost always gets to join us at the bottom of the second hour. Brandon Big B, thank you for being with us today.
5: Hey, listen, it's my pleasure. Great to be here today. i looking forward to spending a few minutes together.
3: Yeah, me too. Let me just say hello to the audience. For those of you listening live stream, thank you so much for joining us on this Friday afternoon. But we have a ton of people that listen again on Sunday nights on 1620 AM and 92.3 FM. So from my world famous producer, Peter Laser and I, and of course, Brandon Big B, because he's with us. We thank you all for joining us. All right, Brandon B. Uh, so, so much going on. I, I, I think you, you, you heard and are ready to report on the, uh, Oracle, the vice president of Oracle, who is being reported that he died like suddenly, unexpectedly, um, like unexpectedly, uh, like right after receiving his second vaccine injection. Now I'm going to hush and let yeah. you just unwrap it all and whatever you've discovered on it since then. Go ahead.
5: Yeah, so he, he did just uh, just within a few days after receiving the second round of the mRNA uh, experimental. We're not going to call it a vaccine because it's not. We don't know what it is. Well, but, it's information so therapy. Whatever they're doing with yeah. our bodies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, whatever they're doing with our bodies, the 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 grand uh, genetic experiment. Um, it, and so this gentleman, Joel R. Uh, Coleman, is his name. He's the head of. He was the head of software development for uh, Oracle and he died just a few days after receiving his second round of vaccine so there's just so many things that make this i don't know uh, crazy interesting weird um it, it's just uh, on, on the 26th of March uh, he sends out a tweet you know saying that he's just gotten his his first round of the vaccine because you know that's the, the right thing to do it's a yeah, grand that's the
3: virtue signaling to, virtue to, signaling yeah
5: yeah and and so not only that but he created um, a, a a a app uh, I, I'm assuming something you know, with our smartphones called V Safe V hyphen Safe. Uh, it's a smartphone-based tool to quote remind others to get their vaccine. Mm-hmm. So a way to guilt everyone into uh, you know doing your your due diligence and your your good deed for humanity and getting an experimental gene therapy put in the body. Mm-hmm. And so. So that was on March the 26th. Well, about a, a month later, um, uh, he, he gets uh, his second round of the vaccine and dies a few days later. Now, you know, there's so many ways you could go with this. Did he die from the vaccine? Was there side effects? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. And really, that's not even what I want to talk about. I have voiced my opinion on that and what people choose to do with their bodies. I mean, it's my body. It's my choice,
2: right?
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Isn't that the way it works? That, that, I mean, hey, that's the way my, it works uh, is
5: if, if a woman wants to kill a baby. That's
3: right. That's my story, you know, and I'm so, sticking to it. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, I, if, 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 I'm with you. It's
5: my body. It's my choice. And seriously, that's where I stand on this vaccine thing. Me too. Whatever you want to do, you, you do it. I'm not a doctor. As for me and mine, don't come at me with a needle. That's right. <laughs> so no, I'm with I you. I can assure you the vaccine will not kill me. But, But – Anyway, here's what I want to talk about here, because from the jump of, of this entire COVID debacle, which appears more and more every day to have been built in a laboratory, developed in a lab, and unleashed on humanity.
3: And, and let me just very, say, and let me say, Brandon, before you keep going, to back you up on that, even mainstream media, Washington Post, they're jumping on, yes. print, printing huge retractions of what they had written earlier, calling, oh, that's all a conspiracy theory. Now, because of the, well, email, remember, because of the email dump, they're writing articles saying, look, we could be wrong on that. It's sure looking like it came yeah. out of Wuhan. Go ahead.
5: Well, so remember, Trump was a racist for calling it the Chinese virus. Right. and for wanting to stop travel from China right you know, while Pelosi was encouraging people come out to Chinatown and have a great time
2: you right. know
5: right so you know there, there's there's that angle that we could talk about but here's what I, here's what I want to talk about for a few minutes anyway is this okay. From the beginning of this, I have said here on the radio programs, you and I in private conversations in platforms where I have had the opportunity to teach and preach um, at, at my church and other places I have said this. This, if, if this whole idea was hatched in a dark room, or if it was just a Rahm Emanuel, don't let a good crisis go to waste scenario, either way, it's the perfect storm. Because you have something that potentially could be a huge health crisis. Now, it has not been to this point. Let's be very clear about that, okay? I don't want to play into that fear factor. Um, that, that, you know, that hundreds of thousands of people are dropping dead in the United States from this virus because even the CDC says that's not true. And, and so, but it does have that potential. And so, listen, nobody, you know, nobody's just walking around saying, hey, I, I want to die today. I want to get a disease and die from it. We want to protect ourselves. You know, we all go through lengths to protect ourselves. I, I try to stay in good health and exercise and, and, and you know, I would say eat right, but that'd be a lie. I don't want to lie to everybody. Uh, right. But, but right. we do just, you know, we, we we try to protect ourselves and to prolong our lives to the best of our ability through through what, you know, through good health practices and all. So so nobody's just walking around saying, well, I want to die from from some disease. Right. So you just fill the airways with death, death. Death, sickness, death, 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 and and brainwash people basically into if you go out of your home you're going to die. So now we've got this whole almost eighteen month long scenario set up now to where when you hear the word COVID it immediately incites fear into the majority of the general population. It immediately associates with the word death, and so now we have a vaccine that's come along. I'm using my air quotes. We have a we have a genetic uh, uh, experiment, experimental genetic, uh, uh, you know, drug that's come along, that is going to to subdue the virus. Now, think about this. Follow me. Now, people that have been vaccinated start dying from the virus, whether they really did or not. Then that gives the opportunity for what? For more lockdowns? For more loss of rights and liberties? For well, now we've got another vaccination that you need to take. Now we've got another drug that we need to put in your body. Now you have to do this to stay safe. The government has the answers. I mean, you understand what I'm saying here? This, Completely, yes. This is the perfect recipe for a total global domination world takeover. Yes. It really is. It, it is the perfect recipe. And if, if people don't wake up and treat this, as that, that yeah. the plan has already worked.
3: Yes. And, Brandon, how many times over the years we've been on the radio, we've brought something like this to our audience – only to some years later, sometimes not even years, to be proven absolutely correct in what we had theorized. And in those cases where we're wrong, we make it right, just like I did in the top of the second hour. I made a thing right that I had uh, my analysis of it was wrong, and I put all the documents out there and made it right. But in this case, I listen, let me back you up on what you said and remind the audience, because I know you'll remember this, because you and I talked about this on the phone just a couple of days ago, unrelated to this show. The National Institute of Health, folks, I've read it over the air, I've preached it, I've taken it to my pulpit, I've used it in, in, in interviews I've done. They say, right now, there is a global epidemic of the fear of death. This is their words. It's causing mental disease. That's their words. It's causing suicide to spike. It's causing drug abuse to spike. It's causing depression to spike. It's causing uh, alcohol abuse to spike. The fear of death. And then the National Institute of Health says, and it's all being driven by COVID-19. So what you're saying, Brandon is backed up by the National Institute of Health in one of its most recent releases, and they say that it's a global epidemic of the fear of death driven by this. So why wouldn't the ugly people do exactly what you're saying? Go ahead.
5: Yes. So, you know, that that's what I want people to realize here. Is, well, I don't know why this guy died. Maybe he died of COVID. Maybe he died from it's the experimental genetic manipulation uh, uh, drug It's being that was put in his body
3: or the flu Um, uh, or the flu (laughs) or
5: a heart attack or a stroke or who knows? Right. You know, maybe he got food poisoning. We don't know. But what I do know is that people for 18 months now have been conditioned that COVID equals death. And you better believe it or you're somehow a scourge upon humanity. Yep. And you better get in line. You better stay home. You better wear a mask. You better stay six feet away from people. You better let the government stick a needle in your arm or you are the problem. Right. And, and it's just, I mean, it, we have been as a society, a global society, have been 100% conditioned now for a year and a half.
3: Yep. Listen to this, Brandon, to further back up what you're saying. Gateway Pundit, I had this pulled up to to share with our audience. Dr. McCulloch sounds the alarm. This is the title, on taking COVID vaccine. All COVID-19 vaccines produce the dangerous Wuhan spike protein. And let me just read this. Uh, Well, where is it? It was right under my... Hold on just a minute. Okay. He says, quote, it's alarming right now. We have had over 4,400 deaths and 14,000 hospitalizations from the vaccine. He says that's probably only the tip of the iceberg, Dr. McCulloch said in an interview in Pittsburgh, 1320 AM WJAS. He is an internist, cardiologist, epidemiologist, and testified to the Senate Committee of Homeland Security Affairs in November of 2020, Brandon. And he's saying this is dangerous.
5: Yes. Yeah. So we just we just need to recognize this for what it is, at the very least it is being used. At the very worst it was set up and released to be
2: used.
3: Yep. Yep. I'm with you 100%, and we're going to stay on top of it. Well, folks, we're staying right on top of our scheduled breaks, our regularly scheduled breaks, and right now is a two-minute break coming up. So these two minutes will pass by so quickly. You come right back. Brandon Bigby and I are still going to unwrap what's happening in the world around you. And as always, as you hear, we're on the cutting edge. We're on the cutting edge. We don't mind stepping out and making uh, uh, some observations. And if we're wrong, we'll come back and tell you. But in the meantime, this is why you listen. Stay with us.
0: Thank you for listening to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops in the Oval Office of the Gulf Coast.
1: Please remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. Welcome back to Freedom Friday with Carl Gallops, the Oval Office of Gulf Coast Talk Radio.
3: All right. Well, turning a corner now, Brandon Big B. am smelling a rat that we're getting ready to turn a corner into forced socialism. I know you feel the very same way about it, and I know you want to talk about it, so let me hush and let you have it.
5: Yeah, and listen, again, something that I have been saying now for nearly a year when the first round of stimulus checks came out, you know, because, look, the whole push has been for a socialist, which then eventually equals communist government system here in the United States.
2: Right. And,
5: and, and so, you know, the, the Bernie Sanders group never could make their way to the top, um, and in that, you know, that movement, it didn't appear it could be legitimately voted in so let's just force it. In other words, we have this global crisis going on. It's put people out of work. It's shut down the country. And and people are now not getting a paycheck, and people are not being able to pay their bills. And some of that was very, very legitimate. There were, you know, obviously, you know, probably millions of people in the United States that instantly lost their jobs or lost hours uh, and then lost wages and couldn't pay bills. All very, very legitimate. Didn't ever have to get to that point, but that's not the... Purpose of this conversation. It is this that since the stimulus check, since the increased or enhanced um, unemployment benefits, the $300 a week extra, and listen, I have dealt with this in the community where I live, and I'll give you some real life examples, but here's just the reality. People that were working lower scale jobs, um, and I mean, I'm not even, I don't even mean minimum wage, but but, you know, lower scale jobs are now making more money sitting at home. So why would they go back to work? Right. Why would you go back to work for less money, especially when now for a couple of generations we've been conditioned to be a lazy, sit-around society anyway? So this is real. Here's real life, okay? I'm, I'm in the construction world. Big part of what we do, building houses, you first have to put in a foundation, which requires concrete. <laughs> yeah, and this is not just localized to my area. As you know, we have family that's in the same line of work in uh, outside of Tallahassee, Florida area. I'm in North Alabama, so you know, hundreds of miles apart. We have to schedule concrete two and three weeks in advance, whereas a year ago I could call. A day or two. Sometimes I could call the same day and say, hey, you got a truck available today, man, later on today, or at the very least the next day.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Now, two to three weeks. Now, the, the building industry is strong, no doubt about it, but that's not the problem. The problem is that one of our local concrete plants here owns an operate and, and it's a locally owned company. They own five trucks. They run two every day because they can't find drivers. Now, well, why is that? When you've got millions of people sitting home, drawing on unemployment. Right. There are fast food restaurants all over the Birmingham, Alabama area that their dining rooms are still not open, not because of anything to do with COVID. Well, it's the byproducts of COVID. Yeah. Not anything to do with a health concern. Right. But because they don't have enough employees and they have signs on their doors that say this. Right. That their lobby is closed because they don't have enough employees to staff them.
3: In some areas in America, Brandon, McDonald's is saying if you will come for an interview, we'll give you $50 cash. If if you just come for an interview. They're spending money just trying to entice people to come to work for them.
5: Yes. yeah, So, This is what we have created, and this is now the standard that has been set, and again, an absolute recipe for disaster. So socialism couldn't be voted in, so we use a crisis, never let a good crisis go to waste, to accomplish a long-term agenda and to now complete, in my opinion, the the lazying and dumbing down and – absolute destruction of the united states of america yep i,
2: I we can't I get
5: so, so this is my industry in construction so and there's a lot of things that play into this 10 to 12 weeks minimum before i can get windows if i order them today for a job lumber shortages and of course lumber pricing spikes two to three week wait on concrete flooring products prices are through the roof some of them you can't get you just keep on going Right. So there's all kinds of things. Number one, we shut the country down for months, so the supply chain has now been completely set back. Those months have now caught up with us. Then, when a lot of the factories came back online, they were only working at half staff, so that people could quote social distance. Right. So then they were only producing, you know, half as much product. Let's say. So that has now caught up, along with the months of no product being produced. And at the same time, we're letting people sit at home and make more money than they were making going to work. Now, real life—I had a young man in the community where I live that uh, came through our program at one time, had a pretty good job here locally um, uh, with, with a with a with a at, at a factory here. Got laid off at about the time that COVID was was starting to. I mean, it was like. A week or two before the actual shutdown of the country happened, and it was not COVID-related, his layoff, because the company was experiencing some hard times. Started drawing unemployment. Within a few weeks, the extra money kicked in. Never went back to work. Sat at home, sitting around, drawing money every week, got bored, and relapsed on dope. Yeah. There's a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. Of socialism, yeah. There's a the byproduct of what's going on here, and, and and it's just that's real life. Those things are real life that that are happening, and it's being it's being forced on our nation. And again, it, it it's like this is the last play. This is the this is it's like checkmate. You know, it's where we sit as a nation right now. And it's very, very interesting times. I mean, I don't want to use the word scary. I don't. I'm, I'm not scared. I don't want anybody else walking around scared. But what if this is it? What if the United States? What if it just continues at this pace? We can't last much longer. Right. Well. And so what do we do to reverse it?
3: No, you're you're right. And and I would challenge anybody that's scratching their head over there saying, "Well, no, I don't know. That might not be so bad." I would just challenge anyone to research. Uh, modern, uh, uh, what's, geo, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, A bit geopolitical, um, uh, the environment, name one socialist country. I'm talking about this just mm-hmm. steeped in socialism, this just ripping and roaring and a vibrant economy and freedoms and the people are just living like, you know, like we live in Florida still, but maybe not much longer. And like we used to live in America. But, but then we can show you Cuba. We can show you Venezuela. We can show you, I mean, I can name nation yeah. after nation. I don't want to disparage you know, people that live in those places. But the governments of socialism have a stranglehold. You and I do a lot of missions in Peru. They are now going through their yeah. fourth presidential election in the last 12 months because of the corruption. Yeah. I mean, there are politicians that, are, that have killed one another over this. In Peru, just yeah. in the last year, um, the fourth presidential election. They're in a mess. It's a, They call themselves a democracy, but it's very socialism. It's very much like Venezuela, et cetera and 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 so this is what's happening in America and folks I want you to know I'm not a sycophant of everything Brandon Gallup says the problem is is not a problem the deal is Brandon and I talk all the time we fact check each yeah. other we back check each other we 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 talk about these things and that's why we're often on the cutting edge and that's why I keep saying yes I agree with you yes I agree with you and it sounds like I'm just parroting it back but no we've we've deeply researched and studied this, and this is where we're headed, Brandon, I'm convinced. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. There there have been a couple of countries
5: throughout history where socialism has worked for a period of time. For
3: a period of time. Because
5: the countries were very, very rich in natural resources, and they were able to do it. And make. hey, Venezuela was one of them. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Venezuela had a booming economy, a socialist economy, until corrupt leadership got greedy and bankrupted the country and and wrote out like bandits the other country where it worked for a long time was libya yeah (laughs) you know you can do some research on that it did that system worked there for a period of time until corrupt leadership came in and again bankrupted the country and we had a lot to do with that's a whole other deal to get into but you know, it's, it's like I've said here before. Our founding fathers, many of them, wrote that our Constitution is not worth the paper it's written on unless it is being enforced by moral. Merit.
3: Yes. Well, I'm just. And so we're in much the same situation. I'm just glad that here in America we have no corruption in our government in Washington. You know, the 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 yeah. capital. is surrounded by razor wire and bar- barricades and military troops. I mean, that's what you yeah. see in a third world country. You and I've been to third world countries, and that's what it looks like.
5: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I just hey, listen, man, keep your eyes on Jesus. Put your hope in him. That's it. That's it.
3: God bless you folks. See you next Friday.